Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a quick moment and just remind ourselves that God is with us always because we are in him. Our spirit is one with him. We don't need to try to get his attention or his blessings or meet some standard or qualification. We are in him and with him. And he is for us. He is not against us. He's not waiting for us to mess up. He's not he doesn't have a scorecard. We're we're in. We're it's complete. We're finished as far as our relationship with his him is concerned. Our problem is our soul. And this is God's design. It is his intention. There is something about the processing that he is doing in our soul that is producing valuable results for him. Because we are even now thinking and communicating and living in our soul, it's hard to perceive the full extent of what it is he's doing from a spiritual perspective. That's part of our task, what we're, we're facing now, is to not be bound by our soul. Our soul is in the process, your soul is in the process of being restored. Your mind is being restored, your will is being restored, your emotions are being restored. Now, it's a a process, and it's unique for each one of us. You are on a path, I am on a path, and... However you got to where you are right now, that's part of the path. It's part of the process. And God values wherever you are, however you got here. Sometimes, you know, you go, okay, now there's so much misery in the world and so many bad things happen to so many people. How, would a, how could a God, a good God, allow that to happen? You know, when you look even at natural disasters, You know, who can predict a volcano going, you know, destroying a whole people group, you know, or an earthquake or any, you know, any natural disaster, let alone the things we bring upon ourselves? You know, how, you know, disease, drought, you know, um, it's just amazing the, the kinds of things that, us humans have been up against. And yet there's something about this time we're here on this earth that is valuable to God. And so we want to make the most of it. We don't want to be distracted by putting into putting in energy and time and devotion. We don't want those things misdirected to things that are not our responsibility. Your salvation is not your responsibility. God draws you 
and then unites you to him. He makes us one. We are born again. That's his doing. He calls us. We answer, but he makes us able to answer. He reveals himself to whom he will. Now, I think he's got a long-term plan where all things, all, all of his creation, probably, you know, not just this, this earth, but all, everything he's created will be one in him. Now, in a sense, it already is because he's the creator of everything. The creator is owner and director and author of everything. So we're already all one in him. But I think he he wants us all to be one in him with intent, with our eyes wide open. I, I don't know how he's going to do that. I don't know what it looks like. But it's going to be exciting. Think about, you know, things that we already get excited about. You know, we, we, we've been talking so many, for so many months about what's going on in the soulful realm, in the supernatural realm. You know, and we're, we're all intrigued, well, most of us are intrigued about, you know, the supernatural realm. And again, the soulful realm is just a part of the supernatural realm. We could, you know, put in angels and demons and ghosts or whatever, you know, whatever other kinds of creatures there may be. You know, we can, you know, maybe come up with two or three different soulical, supernatural beings. There could be a hundred more that we don't know anything about that may not even cross paths with our Earth time zone. They may dwell on Mars. They may dwell in a different dimension. Because our solical realm, the solical realm, the supernatural realm, is not bound by the natural realm that we are so familiar with. And just as that's the case, that there are two, they, they have different laws. There are different laws in the natural realm than in the supernatural realm. And there are different laws a power, an authority in the spiritual realm. Now, the spiritual realm includes the supernatural realm and the natural realm because the spiritual realm is God. The spiritual realm is wherever God is. And since God is everywhere, the spiritual realm is everywhere. But even to try to say that and comprehend that with our mind, we're not going to be able to encapsulate everything about the spirit realm using our soulical understanding, using our mind that is still not yet one with God, restored. When we talk about being restored, we're talking about our soul returning to its original state. When God created Adam and broke out Eve, however he did that, they communed with God, spirit, soul, and body. They were one with him. They walked with him in the cool of the day. They were one with him. But there was something lacking. And so God separated himself from them. And at that moment, they died. They didn't die in their body. They didn't die in their soul. But they died spiritually. 
And ever since then, when anyone is born into this earth zone, they are dead in their spirit, but live in their soul and in their body. And ever since then, we've been working to restore that union between our soul and our spirit. So in a sense, it's fairly simple. It's fairly straightforward. But what it looks like, and to be able to grasp it and and desire it, this is why we look to God's drawing, his drawing of us, rather than, you know, our just thinking, you know, coming up with a doctrine that in order to please him, this is what we need to do. Here's the five easy steps to do. And then, then you know, you have assured yourself a place in, on, the, on the right hand of God for eternity sitting in heaven playing your harp, judging angels. And yet what we find more and more that God has a lot more layers. He has a lot more going on than just how we're going to spend eternity. Because guess what? You're in eternity right now. Eternity is not more time. Eternity isn't time. Time was created. It has a beginning. It has an end. You know, each day has a beginning and an end. And whatever God is doing here on this earth has a beginning. He created it in the beginning. And there will be an end. So what? Think bigger. Think wider. Think in terms of what God is doing in you and for you and through you and by you. And think in terms of how invested he is, what he is doing in you. We we so often are afraid we're going to miss something or we've, we've made a mistake, we've misinterpreted. And yet, I remind you that God is guiding every footprint, every footstep. Even as you pick up your foot and as you start to put it down, he guides where it lands. He's on his knees guiding your foot as it goes down to the next step. Now, as he heals our soul, we become more and more aware of this. It's not that it changes his actions on our behalf. It's our awareness increases. In our emotional awareness and our actions follow, and we are our soul little bit by little bit is restored to union with our spirit. Because your spirit, again, is already one with Father. So we've been talking about these abilities that are in our, that are already in your soul, that they came as part of your package. We all have them. We all have the same. Just as your everybody has the same character, in your uh, character types, you know, the mind, will, and emotion in your soul, just as in your body. We all have the same, you know, we have eyes and a nose and a mouth and arms and legs and skin and hair. It's the same. We have the same characteristics, 
in our soul. But just as in the natural in our bodies, everybody's different. Everybody has their own natural DNA. Same in the soul. Same in your soul. You have a unique soul. God gave it to you for his purposes. And he values it. But it's not you. Your spirit is you. That's a, this is, you know, when we start thinking in terms of the big plan of reuniting our soul and our spirit, what would that look like? And, we, and then we look at what, what Jesus did. One person walking around on this earth turned the world upside down. And now we, we time history after his birth and death and everything that came after it. I mean, it was history changing. It was history. That was just one person being reunited with Father. Now, he was never separated from Father. So he is the template. He is not just a pattern to follow, but he's the template that this is what it looks like. And it's not about what he did. It's about who he was. Because what he did, there can only be one Savior. And that job's been done. It doesn't need to be done again. We don't need another Savior. He, he did a complete work. Salvation is now available to everyone. And God chooses who receives it and when. The, the debt that was owed has been paid. And God has already marked it, paid in full. That doesn't have to be done again. Now some of us still think that we need to do something. We need to do something to honor God or to he's done so much for us we need to do something for him. That's not that's not God. That's not the way he does things. And these are the the beliefs, the lies that we've been believing, the doctrines that we believe. And so much so many of them, so many of our beliefs we believe because they accommodate our soul. And we've talked about our soul about being in a in a cell. And then we eventually find out that that cell is not locked and that we can leave any time. And our cell, you know, it stinks, it's it's dark and dank and not comfortable. But we have somebody on the cell next to us and we know them and they're miserable. They're equally miserable. And on the other side there's somebody there and they're equally miserable. And then there's a guard comes in and, and yells at us all. But we get food. We 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 are existing. We're coping. We're surviving. And we're going to do that until we die, and then we'll be seated in the heavenly places, and God will reward reward us for our patience and and diligence. And maybe we start, you know, a choir in 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 the jail cell, in the prison, and we tell other people about how great God is in the prison, even though the cells are not locked. God says, no, come out from among them. And we hear the the noise of life going on outside the building, outside the prison. And the guards come and go, and we get an idea about there's something else out there. 
And yet, this is familiar. Our prison, our cell is familiar, and change is hard. You know, we're not dressed for it. We're not, we're not dressed to be seen in public. All we have are these filthy rags. We don't know how to comport ourselves in public amongst people who aren't prisoners. How do you, you know, we don't know what to expect. We're not prepared. We're not educated. We're not ready. And we make up a list of excuses why we can't leave ourselves, why we can't change, why we can't embrace whatever it is that God has for us. Fortunately, God doesn't just let us sit there. In his timing, sometimes even a guard will come in and scoot somebody out of a cell. Maybe a guard will come through and just open all the cell gates, the cell doors, and some people leave and some people just close the cell door. They'd rather just stay there because change is hard. And healing is hard, getting healed, because it's not just getting healed. Once you're healed in an area, very often there's the pain of change. Let's say you've had a wound in your life, and maybe you find out that God healed that wound 25 years ago, but you've been living in that cell. Now you realize that the guard has come over and flung open the cell door. You can leave any time. And there's a choice there. And change is hard. Now, there is no condemnation from God, but he wants you to know there's an opportunity. And it's going to happen eventually. And that's what I think is the hard thing to understand. If it doesn't happen in this life, it'll happen in whatever comes next. And we don't know what comes next. I know there's been people who have died and gone to heaven and had these experiences. But we experience according to our own understanding. We interpret using a known language, a known experience. So there, the similarities are from common experiences, common realities. And they're very limited, aren't they? People who die and come back and tell what heaven is like, it's not like they were there for any length of time. So there very well could be when you die, there's a way station. And you join up with your family, and then they take you on, this is what's next. That would be interesting. Or you're met by the the person you least want to see in your life. And they say, if I got something to show you, and we go see what's next. Well, we can see what's next right here. Because it's all coming back to being, becoming one, spirit, soul, and body. Your soul being reunited with your spirit and your body following. So you're healed in your soul. That's not the end of the story. 
just being healed in an area, that's when the, sometimes the most painful part of the work starts. Once you leave your cell, you're right, you need new clothes. You need to learn how to talk to people. You need to learn how, you know, the truth about who you are, about who God is, who other people are, about your past, your present, and your future. You need to, you need to let go of the lies you've been believing. You need to learn to live and move and have your being as a spirit. And that's the, both sides. It's you're leaving things behind and you're learning new things. You're learning the truth, leaving lies behind, embracing truth. And as we do that, that process goes on. God's in control of it. But your soul falls back into the arms of your spirit, returns to your spirit. Now, your soul doesn't want to do that. Because your soul, again, likes living in that cell. Your soul likes to be in prison because there's a sense of control. You know what to expect. You know who are the nasty guards. You know who, who's on your right hand and on your left hand. You know what's for dinner. And life is scary. But life can also be exciting. Life can also be fulfilling because that part of that process, we, are, we experience, you know, again, in your, in your spirit, you are already experiencing the love, the joy, the gentleness, the goodness, every, you know, what we call the, the fruits of the spirit. Those are simply characteristics of your spirit life that you already have right now. But your soul isn't experiencing them because your soul's still locked in the cell. Now, there's parts of your soul that can leave the cell, and the rest of you is still in there. So this is, we don't want to take this analogy and, and extend it to every aspect of who we are, because there's areas in your life that God has already healed you, that you have already embraced truth and life, and have already been rejoined to your spirit. Okay, let me repeat that. There are areas in your life where your soul is already joined to your spirit and has already received all the eternal life it's ever going to get. That's already, that's God's work. We don't even necessarily, you know, need to know that that's what he's done. But he, he's done it. He does all things well. But he involves us in some things because there's something that happens that he values. And we've talked about being, being grateful, getting an attitude of gratitude, being able to receive unconditionally what he gives unconditionally and just saying yes, and then learning, okay, our new nature, because our soul has now been joined to our spirit, what flows through? What is God? God is love by giving. So in that area, we can freely give. But over here in this area, we have a real hard time expressing love, expressing, expressing anything, expressing gratitude. We're still bitter over here. But our functioning in perfect love over here, that's, you know, 
the norm. It's not normal because that's not the way God intended, but that's the usual. That's where we're at at this point in time, is we're in process. It's like we're between ages. There's an overlap of grace and whatever comes next, grace and perfection or grace and kingdom, however you want to say it. But we're, we're caught, we're trapped in between, and we've been that way for quite some time. And that's fine. However long it takes is, is up to God. You know, when the first beings, the first, you know, uh, after they were kicked out of the garden, they, last, they lived for a thousand years. 969 years was Methuselah. That's an awful long time to be separated from God because they could not be reunited in their spirit because Jesus hadn't come to pay the bill. They were walking around with nothing but debt hanging around their neck. And they couldn't pay it. Now God gave them the law. But the law, the purpose of the law was to show them that they could never fulfill it. That they could never pay the debt. They could never be good enough to pay for their own life. Only God could do that. That's why he sent his son. So they had no hope. They had a relationship with God, but it was law-based. It was, it was behavior-based. It was, if you do these things, then I will be your God in these areas. It was limited, prescribed. But for you and I, it's a oneness. It's a perfect union that we can experience. So this is why we are looking at What's going on in our supernatural realm? Because the more we become aware of it, the more we, we are comfortable leaving ourselves. We start seeing it's normal. Pain is normal. It doesn't kill us. Change is hard, but it doesn't kill us. Misunderstanding and being misunderstood, being disliked, doesn't kill us. We don't like it, but it doesn't kill us. We find out our soul has been lying to us. Our mind has been lying to us. Our emotions have been lying to us. Our actions have been deceiving us. We thought doing this, this, and this would make us happy. And we find out, nope. We're the same person before doing this as after. These are things we learn by experience, by coming out of our cell. And then so often, you know, what do we want to do? We run back in, slam the door. I'm never trying that again. Well, we'll see what God has to say about that. Come out. Come out from among them. And he says that to all of us, to Come. You know, come all you who labor, and I will give you rest. But there's a coming. Just as there's an opening of the door and letting him in, and then we, for the salvation, and then we follow him. We go where he sends us, and we go with him. So as we explore these different areas of the supernatural abilities that God has already given us in, and this is where we're heading next, like 
what goes on in the supernatural realm, one of our hopes is that at some point in time we'll have a really good handle on how the supernatural realm works. Now, I think that's we got a long way to go. But that's kind of, at this point in time, what we're looking at. It's, is we have an understanding of how the natural realm works. We know the sun comes up and goes down. There's light and, and dark. There's different seasons. There's time. There's a bunch of other people on the earth. There's a bunch of conflict and good things. There's beauty and, and evil and passion and destruction. There's a whole bunch of different things going on in the natural realm, and we understand that. We have different levels of understanding, and some of it's wrong. But we can also develop that same understanding, and I believe that's part of what God wants us to do about what's going on in the supernatural realm, and have a comfort level. I mean, usually people aren't afraid of what's going on in the natural realm because they understand it by experience. Well, you and I can experience the supernatural realm. So we can have a certain comfort level there as well. So we'll be moving into that a little bit more specifically as we move forward. We're kind of starting going into a new series and looking into the more specifics of some of these supernatural abilities. And we'll see how deep we go into each one or whether we just go along the top. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see where, where we go. Okay? So this next week... Just be thinking about, is there an area in your life where God says, I want you to come? Leave, leave your comfort zone. Leave yourself. Leave it behind. Don't worry about whether you don't think you're ready or not. You're probably not. That's not, that's not a requirement. Ready, being ready is not a requirement. Just come. Follow him. Go where he's leading. And enjoy yourself. So keep on, uh, drop, you know, keep in touch. Drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.